I swear to God, if you slurping your Lekirk is in the first <laughs> three seconds of this, it <laughs> might kicking be. your ass. <laughs> I might have just made the intro like that much better. Anyways, um, if you didn't know what you clicked on, you're listening to Hot for Justice, Cold Case Stories. You didn't call anybody bitches. I mean, eh. They know they're bitches. They do, they know they're bitches. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> and you might be confused. What are these two male voices you're listening to? <laughs> Oh, it takes two of us to stand in for one Jessica. That's You're it. not wrong. I mean, she was with child. Well, I mean, she technically, as we're recording this, still is with child. Yeah, That's she's true. been two people the entire time I've known her, really. I mean, yeah, yeah, technically. And for the length of this podcast, she's been two people. Well, the question is, who's Jess and who's the baby here? Whoa. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, Rochambeau. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm Jamie. Oh, Jackson. That's Jackson. I'm Zach. Again. I, I mean, if you're not new here, you've probably heard both of their voices at one point or another. I was just on the last episode. Yes, you were. I was. Yes, and you were like a month, two months ago? Yeah. About, what, I'm like, what? Probably what? three? I don't know. I don't know. We, that was a while. That was many moons ago. Mm-hmm. It's been, things have happened. So many things. Jessica's still pregnant. <laughs> still pregnant. Although, we're now going to be the jinx that yeah. caused her to not be pregnant. I know, I swear to God, if I get a text today while we're recording this, that she's like in like deep labor or something. <laughs> in that case, congratulations, Jess and the baby. Yeah. She's beautiful. See, I'm just future-proofing this episode. Yes, and if she hasn't had the baby yet by the time that you, you know, are listening to this, then Zach's just talking out of his ass. That's fine. What you else know, is new? Being optimistic. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> this is starting off great. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, if you didn't know what you are listening to, uh, this is going to be a screen recap on the classic film, The Terminator. It is. Yes. Um, if you don't know the origin story of why we're doing this in the first place, uh, you should go listen to the episode I did about uh, maybe a month ago, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe like three, four weeks ago, um, where a child's missing person's poster was in a scene in The Terminator, and I jokingly said that we should do a screen recap, recap about it. And then these two motherfuckers were like, we're in. So here I am. <laughs> Here we are. I was forced to watch The Terminator about a, two weeks ago. and Forced? I wasn't forced. I was forced to have a delightful time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I did it in the name of research. <laughs> and I'm a better person now. So anyways, um, who would like to start? <laughs> Any thoughts and opinions, feelings? Um, I want to know yours. I thought it was a lovely film. <laughs> um, the first, like, 30, in the first 30 minutes, we almost pissed ourselves laughing Oh, that's at right. At the phone booth scene. <clears throat> um, full disclosure, Zach and I may or may not have consumed an edible prior to watching this movie. And the phone booth scene where he pull, where Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls a grown-ass man out of it hit us right in the giggle dick. And <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing for probably an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was pretty great. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, find the clip on YouTube. Put it in I there. mean, I have a video of it on my phone. <laughs> can't stop watching it. No, I can't. <laughs> it's saved under my favorites. <laughs> you can get it on the show notes, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'll post it on Instagram so you guys can watch it in all its glory. But yeah, no, it's a great film. I was I was thoroughly enthralled the entire time. Um, I did call the major plot point. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it this is Spoiler City. Oh yeah, um, yeah Spoiler <laughs> from 1984. Yes, if you have not watched it, then you're you were Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jess still hasn't watched it. <laughs> I don't think Jess is gonna watch it. No, she's <laughs> Hence not. That's why we're here. I know. I told her, I was like, I think we're going to do it. Do you want to watch the Terminator? She's like, absolutely fucking not. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, such a good movie. It was a great movie. I was thoroughly, eh, I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely called that he was going to be the father of his friend. Father of the future. Yes. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, I said it and Zach's like, 
mm-hmm, I'm not saying anything. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, yeah. So I was like, right. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. It's like I said, it's more of a. Uh, I think it's more of a horror movie than people actually think. I would totally agree. It's like a slasher mashup, but it was more in common with like Halloween than it does like a traditional sci-fi movie. Which yeah. is why I think I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not normally like an action movie bitch. Like, I think that's why I never really watched it ever in the first place. I was like, nah, like whatever, like not really like my cup of tea. And yeah. But. Yeah, especially for like it's James Cameron's first. I would say full movie because he made a uh, Piranha 2: The Spawning right before that. Then he got fired. That <laughs> classic. Might, that definitely classic. sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, it's not good. <laughs> but uh, especially for a guy like that who's like this weird, crazy perfectionist and perfect. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger's maybe third or fourth movie. Uh, he had been in Hercules in New York before that, where he got dubbed over. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Conan the Barbarian by John Milius, which is a fucking dope movie. Don't look at me. Uh, it is the right cheesiest of action movies, oh, if you want to call Conan. it that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Conan's so good. Um, so I actually just read a fun fact about it this morning. So in 2008, it was selected by the Library of Congress to, uh, for preservation in the Nas- National Film Registry as a culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant film. Agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it brought in a lot of things to the, you know, the whole machines taking over thing starts with Terminator, those jokes. I mean, you know. And just, like, for the next 20 years are ripoffs of Terminator. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially low-budget, like, straight-to-video mm-hmm. stuff. Everything is a Terminator ripoff. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it also has one of the greatest cameos by Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. He's one of the, he's one of the punks in the beginning. Oh, uh, okay. Early Paxton collaboration with uh, Cameron. He'd be back for Aliens and True Lies and all that good stuff. I haven't seen any of those films either, so, you know. What is your deal? I just didn't really, like, wasn't, like, a movie person, like, really yeah. up until, like, I was, I don't know, in high school. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I had other things to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it, not me. Yeah, well. I was too busy playing video games. <laughs> fair. But it's kind of, I didn't even think of this either, but the movie itself actually has a lot of, like, serial killer elements in it. Like, the news calls him a serial killer mm-hmm. because he's going after nothing but Sarah Connor. I know, and, like, that shit was fucking bonkers. At first, I was just like, like, why would you not do, like, any more research into that? Like, I don't know. Seeing as he was, like, a fucking robot, you think he yeah. would have had more knowledge that he was privy to? Well, they do talk about how it's, like, post-atomic war and all the records are destroyed, and they have just this piece of information that her name mm-hmm. was Sarah Connor, so it's just him being efficient, just his computer brain. That's what's so cool about James Cameron is he comes up with these, like, he's very detail-oriented. And he comes up with explanations even when they're not necessary. The problem with that is when it comes to emotion. Mm-hmm. He has what I refer to his movies in as like mathematical emotion. If you watch like Titanic or anything like that, he's just like, okay, these are the things I will put in sequence that will make the audience cry. Valid. Also, you looked at me like really hardcore, Zach. Like I have never seen the Titanic. I've watched that movie. That's had sure. I because I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could sit for three hours to watch the Titanic. Oh no, I'm good. Yeah, no. I can't handle Titanic. Been there, done that. It's it's a long movie. I just like watching Billy Zane chase them around the boat at the end. Perfect. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Get out of there. There's bigger problems. <laughs> Speaking of serial killers and fun facts, though. Natural segue. Where is this going? <laughs> do you guys know who was originally considered to play the Terminator in the movie before Schwarzenegger? I do. I do, I do, no. I do. Um, O.J. Simpson. Yep. 
James Cameron met with him and decided he was too friendly and nobody would believe him as a killer. Not Shut a your soul. mouth. Dead serious. I uh. forgot about that. That's amazing. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I still can't believe that man's on Twitter. I mean, he was acquitted. He didn't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure he's the only murderer on Twitter. Just as prevails. <laughs> oh. People are killing him on Twitter all the time. What are you talking about? actually reminds me of that I saw a, t- a tweet the other day that had like a compilation of like other tweets like screenshotted into it and it was like Ted Bundy stands which like, I, surely is a thing but it was like oh like I hate the the slur of the e-word and I was like what the fuck is the e-word like I had to like do a deep dive like electric chair is the e-word that's the e-word yes like someone was like oh like Ted Bundy deserved the electric chair and someone's like oh my god how dare you say the e-word would that be the <laughs> ec word all they know is that Netflix movie. I think like, so. Maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's definitely some 14-year-old that was like, Zach Efron's <laughs> the nicest guy ever. He would never kill anybody. Nobody with abs like that would murder somebody. No way with an ass like that would murder Too anybody. Too much to lose. Absolutely. <laughs> All that ass. I'm really upset by that. I don't know. <laughs> well, do you have any other thoughts on the Terminator? No, I, I am honestly like... Oh, so... By the way, just to reference it back to that episode, uh, the Kevin Collins missing persons poster mm-hmm. is about between the 20 and 25 minute mark. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. It's in the police station. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like um, one of the first scenes. I think it is the first scene you see the police station. Yeah, and then they like, circle back to it again, and then they're like, walking like back out. Yeah. But, and I'm I sure know. when he's blown up the police station, it falls into the shot somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it was good. I mean, I don't have a lot of like really deep thoughts about it, to be 100% honest. Like... Like the cyclical nature of time or inevitability, fate, things like that. Again, I may or may not have been under the influence of another substance. <laughs> what did you think of the special effects? I will say for the time, they were pretty damn good. Yeah. I wasn't mad about them. Early Stan Winston, can't beat it. I do love the stop motion Terminator at the end. Oh yes, like that's... whenever they, whenever it's not just like an upper body shot and it's the full Terminator, it's a pu- it's a stop motion puppet. Oh, is it really? I really dig the way it looks. It, something about stop motion is really terrifying to me. So in a horror movie, it kind of works. All the it time. does. It is creepy. It was it was honestly it was kind of uncomfortable to watch. Not gonna lie, I was like, no. Anybody wants to doesn't understand stop motion. It's basically the very end when it's just the Terminator robot itself yeah. and any wide shot of it chasing. Exactly. Any like head to toe shot of the is moss awkward. Yeah, it it kind of looks like the uh, old movies where they're driving and it's just the yeah kind of that same feel where it's just the scenery just moving in the background and they're just sitting still. It's like a Jason and the Argonauts sort of thing going on. I have no idea what that means, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't give me don't give me look at me Some, like that. Somebody out there gets it. Um, I don't know who, but. <laughs> How, how long is the episode out right now? I'm pretty sure we've only talked about it for like maybe 15 minutes. Oh, sweet. So, okay. I have an audible. I think we should do this. What? Have you seen Are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Are we right now? Yeah, of course. Okay. Excellent. Let's, Let's go. Let's tie it in. Let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, especially because it ties into the Mansons. Yes. And that sick-ass documentary I watched like two weeks ago. Exactly. Kind of ties into a previous episode you guys did as well. I think the whole thing with Brad Pitt and his wife is a real nod to... Oh, hold like, on. If you haven't watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, please stop now. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is another... This is spoil, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, we workshopped. We're also talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you... Yeah. Uh, okay, go. It's like a real, like, kind of jab at Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood, no? Don't yeah, you dude. Uh, that's actually exactly what I thought of. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% a Tarantino thing. You would definitely do that. Yeah. But, okay, can we just, like, really quickly talk about the last, like, 30 minutes? Yeah. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I was Nothing in the world could have prepared me. I <laughs> felt so stupid because, like, come in a world post-Inglorious Bastards, like, of course that's what he did. Oh, yeah. Right. But I had, like, zero concept going into it. And now I really hope that the next movie he makes is another in what I call his historical justice series. Right. It, yeah, like, this is what should have happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was, like, screaming the entire time internally, of course. Because I was just like, oh my god, if only this had happened. <laughs> if only Brad Pitt in real life curb stomped a motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> it makes the uh, it makes that ending shot too when he like goes up to her house because now she's alive and happy and everything's great. Yeah, so and good. then it cuts away to that image of you know once upon a time in Hollywood and it kind of just goes, oh, this was a fairy tale. This yeah. entire time the title like, was telling Jesus us it's Christ. a fairy tale. Yeah. Tough question though. In Tarantino's alternate universe, does Roman Polanski t- still turn out to be a creep that like drugs and has sex with their probably? Girls? I, <laughs> you know, that's where it's gonna get tough. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and say a hard props. <laughs> yeah, he probably gets caught for it. Yeah, any day. Yeah, I think that's gonna be like some weird deleted scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is him getting arrested for you know sex trafficking and all yeah. that fun stuff? Yeah, yeah, but um, okay. So what? How did you think they did on the Manson family itself? I actually thought it was really good, um, and having watched that documentary, I think, like, two days prior was, like, very interesting, because, like, literally, like, all the names were, like, super accurate, like, they're like, oh, Gypsy, come down here, or whatever, and I was like, I literally just watched her talk in an interview, like, 12 hours ago, mm-hmm. and it was fucking bananas, honestly, like, how, like, almost, like, shot for shot real it was, because, so that documentary I watched, uh, did you end up watching it? Uh, no, I didn't catch it. Okay, so I actually really recommend it, they had, like, all this, like, old, like, I don't want to say, like, found footage, but, like, old footage from, like, when the, like, family members were, like, active or, like, had just left. And then, like, they re-interviewed them, like, two years ago. And they were just like, yeah, like, people must have just, like, thought we were crazy. Like, (laughs) I'm like, uh. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, like, I thought it was really, like, honestly, like, historically accurate up until Mm -hmm. the end. Well, yes. (laughs) Yeah, the ending's a little different. And it was just historically glorious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was glorious, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. They did not really... I was like, I also really, really appreciated when, like, the chick was like, oh, no, I left my knife in the car, and then just, like, skirted out of there. Yeah, fucked off. <laughs> yeah, she panicked at the end. Like, I hope that happened in real life. Like... One of them did leave, I think. I think so, but I don't think right. it was, like, quite as dramatic. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head. But... I do like the idea of just, like, oh, I left something in the car, I'll be right back. It's like, like a later fucking, days. It's like a Simpsons joke. <laughs> just taking the entire car. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, bitches! <laughs> Yeah, I did um, catch the new season of Mindhunter. Have not yet. And there's some Manson stuff in there, like they interview Charles Manson and they interview Tex. It's the it's the same actor too. Is uh, it the same actor? Same actor, playing Charles Manson or playing Tex? Uh, Charlie Manson. Oh shit, I didn't. Yeah, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Mindhunter, same actor. Oh wow, interesting. I know. Oh, he found his niche. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Manson, <laughs> actor from now on. I mean, this is the time to shine. <laughs> But they, yeah, they did. They did really good. That whole scene with Brad Pitt, like having to walk and go check on that old guy, that was great, dude. Oh my god, that was like twenty minutes of pure stress. Yeah, I really wanted to be like, fucking help me, like, <laughs> yeah. I wanted that so bad. And it really frustrated me that he wasn't. Stupid old man. That was supposed to be Burt Reynolds, apparently. Oh. <laughs> but he, uh, he was there for like the up until the table read before he passed away. Fuck. Um, Tarantino was saying he gave him. There's a line in the movie where uh, I think. Uh, 
God, spit it God out. Damn it. <laughs> uh, somebody tells Brad Pitt he's too pretty to be a stuntman. Uh-huh. And uh, Brad Pitt was like, I, I don't like this. Like, I, I, I don't want people talking about my looks in movies. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. But Tarantino had gotten that from yeah. Burt Reynolds. Like, oh. Reynolds read the script, like, Brad Pitt. Well, pretty for a stuntman. And Tarantino was like, that's going in the movie. That's funny. Oh, that is funny. But, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised that that's Brad Pitt's take on himself, honestly. I think he, yeah, I don't know. Especially because, like, I don't know, he doesn't look as good as he used to. I think he still looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty good, but, like... <laughs> He's, like, 50-something. If I could look like that when I'm at 50-something, yeah, I'll be As pumped. a straight man, I would fuck Brad Pitt. Okay. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. <laughs> as a straight man, I would fuck Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminator rewatchable. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, probably my top three Tarantino movies. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I just love when he does, like, vibe pieces. Like, my oh, favorite yeah. Tarantino movie is Jackie Brown. Hot take. It's, you know, it's funny. I have yet to watch that one. It's on Netflix. I know. And we actually, like, thought about it the other day, like, after we had just gotten back from the movie theater, and we're like, do we want to commit another three hours right now? <laughs> fucking love Jackie Brown. So good. Michael Keaton's in it. Ooh. Oh. Wearing shorts and a leather jacket. Sign me the fuck up. Quite a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> um... Also, hot take from that movie. That little girl was spectacular. She's great. Yeah. I loved her. She's amazing. She's my hero. Like, honestly. And then also, I really enjoyed um, that scene where he, like, finally picked up the hitchhiker girl mm-hmm. from the Manson family. Like, sh- uh, that scene killed me. Oh, yeah. Were they driving? Yeah. yeah. I really liked that one. Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was interesting. Like, we follow Brad Pitt, like, a lot in this movie. He's a great character. Like, he's really oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, like, honestly, like, I wasn't... At the, in the very beginning, at first, I was like, oh, like, whatever. Like, he's just kind of, like, mm. you know, background. Like, who gives a shit? And then I was like, oh, he's actually kind of the main character. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, he's, like, real. almost. Um, and I appreciate that he's kind of, like, he's not a good guy. No, like, not at like, all. Again, there's a thing with his wife, which is, we assume she oh, gets he harpoons. definitely killed her. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she's got harpoons, so we don't know if he did it or, like, it dropped and had her... You never know. Like, it dropped and launched or whatever. They never tell, tell, but I do like how he was um, the Bruce Lee thing. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Oh, there's yeah. so much shit about that now. <laughs> but it, yeah, it kind of makes sense because it's like so Brad Pitt's character isn't like necessarily a good guy, and he's remembering an event that happened like five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he probably has altered it himself. Oh, so totally. he just imagined Bruce Lee being like kind of over the top and douchey. That's a really good take on that. Yeah. Because well. I mean, like even him throwing him into the car, like the car like door exploded. <laughs> So, like, everything's over-exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. It's also just, like, Tarantino's brand, too. Mm-hmm. When, like, violence comes into play, it's yeah. out of control. That's true, too. But, yeah, I, I forgot what podcast I was listening to that brought that take up, but it was like, oh, that makes sense. That is really interesting. Like, Brad Pitt is not a good guy. In the movie. In the movie. I'm sure he's a I'm fine sure Brad Pitt is wonderful <laughs> in real life. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm sure Jennifer Aniston would beg to differ. <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not going to get in the middle of them, okay? I mean, when Jennifer Aniston I mean, Fight Club, she can talk to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a straight man. <laughs> I mean, no comment. <laughs> um, but what you were going to say, what was the thing you just said about, um, like, oh, I would never get between Brad Pitt? I was going to say Angelina Jolie already did. So, oh, there's neither, neither here oh, nor there. Gosh, man. <laughs> You're really calling out the powerhouses. Just stirring the shit. <laughs> I mean, they're never going to hear about this. They're going to squish our podcast before it even launches. 
Maybe Brad Pitt listens, and this is the end. This is like his favorite podcast. He was going to come on as a guest. <laughs> I mean, God willing. He's like, I really wanted to talk about the Zodiac. On this <laughs> so excited I found my niche. <laughs> and he just ruined it. The funding of Brad Pitt. Well, I mean, I did start off by saying he wasn't that hot, so... <laughs> just turns it off right <laughs> Sorry. Throws his iPhone across the <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really great Grabs when you, like... Grabs the next one out of his case. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really great when you, like, shoved that bitch's, like, face into the fire mantle. That was cool. Oh, man. And then, th- and then into the phone. <laughs> I wish I could describe the, like, pure glee in my laugh when the dog attacks. <laughs> oh, the dog. Brandy. Brandy's oh, Brandy. MVP. Brandy was... The, so it was so funny the entire time he's walking through the Manson Ranch. <laughs> The entire time, I'm like, oh my god, he's going to die, and Brandy will have to be home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Who is going to take care of Brandy? <laughs> my I entire mean, thought obviously process. Leo. Obviously. But, uh, yeah, that could have been a whole different movie. I know. Leo Whoa. and Brandy getting through it. Um, I also would like to think that it's Brandy with an I, like stripper Brandy, just mm-hmm. for the record. Like a heart over it? Yes. Absolutely. And untrue Brand just bit that guy's dick off, you know? That's oh, great. Sure. That's true. And honestly, like, the flamethrower was a power move. <laughs> Not one that I was expecting. It's funny, because I even heard another great take on that whole fight scene at the end, where it's like, to sum up their career, their relationship or whatever, is Brad Pitt's always just kind of been used by Leo. Mm-hmm. He's done all the hard work, all the hard lifting as a stuntman. And at the very end, he, him and his dog killed two of the people. And Leo flames the last person who was dying anyways in the pool. Right. Yeah just overkills this already dead person and then gets all the credit for it. It's true. I mean, yeah. And then... Wow. That is really fun. That kind of broke my brain a little That's bit. That's pretty great. Yeah. That was glorious. Can you... Do you know where you heard that? That... All of that is from... Because I really am not trying to get, like... I think it was actually from the last... Oh, let me check... Let me check my podcast real quick. I think I know where it was from. I just gotta double check. I think it was one of Bill Simmons' last few episodes he did. Um... Because I don't want to get, like, they're, they're, shit I, on for, like, crazy copyright. I can promise you that Bill Simmons is not listening to this podcast. That doesn't matter. Um, you don't think he and Brad Pitt listen together? They hold hands and listen <laughs> together. Yeah. On August 12th, Bill Simmons released a podcast, and I'm actually, Wesley Morris of the New York Times, I think this was these were his ideas that he took away from it. Eh. They, like, super resonated with me. Like, like I did not think of that Bruce Lee fight scene that way. No. Until it was like, yeah, think about it. Like, the car door explodes in. Like, Bruce Lee's so over the top. Like, yeah. he's like a caricature of, like, of himself. And it's like, oh, yeah, Brad Pitt's kind of an asshole. And, like, he's remembering something that happened five years ago. I know. Like, I actually constantly forget that it, it was, like, kind of like a flashback. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. not kind of a flashback. Like it was. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, subjective flashback. Just right. memory. I mean, oh. you can will anything into being if you want to, so. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Anyways. I do want to throw in that earlier I forgot Kurt Russell's name and I'm ashamed. Oh, yeah. Kurt Russell is the character that tells me he's too pretty to be a stepman. Aha. Yes, Kurt Russell. And then he also, uh, he's the narrator at the very end, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, the very last, when, like, they kind of, he used the narration as a way to speed up the movie. Oh. And, yeah, it was Kurt Russell. Fucking love Kurt Russell. He's excellent. He is. The only time I, I, the only thing I actually wish is I wish that was Quentin Tarantino's cameo. Like he always does a cameo in his movies. Right. So yes. him doing the voiceover, that would have been kind of cool. That would have been good. He does yeah. that in Hateful Eight, yeah. 
there's that whole I think part he's where in they hateful eight, though. They, they do that whole part where they skip and he's like doing the voiceover and he's like the thing we didn't see is that they poison the coffee and that this person and this person that's Tarantino's voice for sure that's a, I haven't seen the, that one so, you're watching it in bits right it's fine well, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll watch the the Netflix did the, the um, extended mm-hmm. uh-huh. I think Netflix is going to do I think there's an ex- extended version of another one of his movies coming out oh interesting I'll have to double check Kurt Russell's son is going to be in that uh, Winter Soldier Falcon series on the Disney oh, really? streaming service, too. He's going to be U.S. agent. Yo, yo, yo. Can we save this for Zach's <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to like, lay down the fucking like, lines in the sand here. <laughs> got it. Got it. My mistake. Yeah. Anyway, Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I really don't have like a really Jamie, educated opinion about it. He can't be bargained with. He can't be reasoned with. He doesn't feel pity or remorse. No. He absolutely will not stop. Which is so funny because you can even look at that as the way most serial killers are described. Whoa. Yeah, he's just like a, a backdoor to a, a slasher character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Is, is I mean, yeah, he's, he is essentially Mike Myers from Halloween. Yeah, not from Austin yeah. Powers. No, 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 no. <laughs> really, that's where my brain went. I'm really glad that you figured that out. <laughs> it's fucking groovy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is very like kind of Carpenter-esque, like the score and the aesthetic. That's oh yeah, like, it's yeah, it's the '80s. It's... A lot of that movie was shot without permits. They just sort of like went out there and did it. <laughs> so it takes place. It's in San Francisco, right? It's in LA. Lo- is it LA? It's, it's set in LA, but I think a lot is shot in San Francisco. They do go to like they reference Big Bear at one point, but if you're like if you're in LA, you can go to a lot of the places where they shot mm. like parts of the movie and stuff. That's kind of nifty. Mm-hmm. It's always weird if you're in LA to like you look around. You're like, wow, this is from every movie ever. Oh, I've so. never once thought that in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Quick side note: I just found out um, it's actually going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We'll get that extended Ooh, cut. Ooh, So it's going to go to Netflix that way. I will watch that. Yeah. Sure. So for yeah, sure. I need to watch The Hateful Eight. I heard it's fine, but it's fine. I still like Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. We all do. Exactly. I mean, if you don't, I think there's something like deep down wrong with you. Like in your DNA. I don't like Kill Bill. I'll admit that. Whoa. That's a hot take if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that is a hot take. I think it's where, like, his uh, whole thing where he synthesizes existing media kind of fails. And it's like it's more entertaining to just watch those things he's referencing than to watch his things. Whereas, like, if I watch, like, Pulp Fiction, I'd rather watch Pulp Fiction than, like, most of the movies he's referencing, or, like, Jackie Brown, or mm-hmm. most of that stuff. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I think Kill Bill is fine. Like, it's not. I mean, I liked Pulp Fiction better, but yeah, Pulp Fiction is. It's such a good movie. It's like an entire mood. Yeah, yeah. it's it a whole ass mood. And that's what like that's why I liked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was like right out of the gate. It was like yeah. the mood is old Hollywood. You yeah. could feel it like in every shot. Like the way they even made L.A. look old too. It was like Jesus. Yeah, the vibe piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really like the whole bit like where uh, Margot Robbie's like walking down the streets and like all like the movie theater and like the bookstore everything like looks so cool mm-hmm. yeah I do love when she's watching the movie with her and it's the actual Sharon Tate mm-hmm. yeah that what was are you cool. trying to do <laughs> right I was like um, okay I like that <laughs> like, that's I li- a choice <laughs> yeah. well I like how he yeah I like how he had the old Sharon Tate yeah. there I enjoy that I enjoy any time he sort of there's a lot of things in that movie where he's sort of like winking at the artifice of movie making mm-hmm. like you're watching that footage of the two of them being interviewed and then there's like a reverse shot and you don't see like where the camera should be that's mm-hmm. inter- that's 
photographing the interview that they're, they're doing. Oh yeah, I just yeah. like stuff like that mm-hmm. that he does. Yeah. I also loved how much Margot Robbie like loved watching herself in it. Yeah, well, it was like it was cool because it was. Yeah. She was more like. It made my heart happy. I don't know. Yeah, she was enjoying like people reacting so well to her, and she was like, "Oh, this is so exciting." It's fun because she he portrays her as like so full of joy and enjoying life, and the whole time you're like, "Fuck!" Like she's about to get she's fucking get brutally murdered, and then you get to the end, you're like, "Hey, all right." It made the ending so much better. <laughs> yeah, it, this man, this this guy has great takes, and this is just that whole Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like you realize, oh right, fairy tale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was like didn't even think of that when we were in the theater, and I'm like that was cool, and now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, Jesus, of course, like the whole time. <laughs> Like, you spoiled it from the beginning, like, Whoa. it's a fairy tale. Yeah, and, like, I didn't even think about that until, like, you just mentioned that, so. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, any other opinions? Thoughts? I don't think so. All right, cool. Are you, oh, are you excited to watch Terminator 2 now? I am very excited. Welcome. Welcome to the, this is it, you're hooked now, now I gotta watch all the old movies. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are all the old movies? Oh god, it just kind of appeared to me. Okay. <laughs> I know we watched Jerry Maguire for the first time a couple days ago. Well, I Jerry watched it for the first time. Jerry Maguire. I don't Jerry like. Maguire. Yeah, it's a good movie. It, yeah, it was a feel-good family film. I'm like yours. Well, I don't know about family, but I'm in a consistent cycle of forgetting Tom Cruise is great, and then like any time I watch him with Tom Cruise, and I'm like, God damn it, I can't be mad at him. <laughs> Except for his tooth. <laughs> Look at him go. I'm very upset about his tooth. What tooth? The tooth oh. in the middle of his fucking face. So his, you know what I'm talking about? Not really. Hold on. <laughs> Let his, me just. His like his teeth are like lined differently, so the middle, right here, at the crack between your two big teeth is like uh-huh. to the left. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never noticed that. You will not. It's all well now. You can't unsee it. Yeah, once now everybody will be able to see it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'll post this in the show notes too. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, it will fuck with your brain, and I'm so sorry. It forever changes Tom Cruise. Yeah, it really is very upsetting to me. Wow, I guess so. Still gonna see Top Gun too. Oh yeah, of course, I'll be there. I should probably rewatch the first one because I fell asleep. So, dude, what? <laughs> I know, it was really upsetting. <laughs> so to be fair, it was when we first started dating, and I was like, eh, probably eighteen and like really drunk at the time. Oh, and you still got married after that? <laughs> it was. Okay, it took a no, lot. <laughs> first of all, fuck both of you. I found out last weekend that this motherfucker hasn't seen all the Harry Potter movies, and I almost asked for a divorce immediately. Uh. <laughs> no, I've seen most of them. I've read all the books, though. I don't I, care. I had to watch all better. the Harry Potter movies in, like, a week. Well, okay, that was a choice you made to get yeah, your dick wet. it was worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> the wettest. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but I've read all the books. Excellent. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it really counts. Movies are... I still haven't read all the books. Oh, the probably books are will so never. good. I mean, they're on a shelf down there if you ever want to borrow them. I think we have two sets. I'm okay. Because I have, I have all of them, too. So, the I door's over there. <laughs> I get it. Bad wizard wants to take over high school. Can't manage. The end. <laughs> Famous wizard would be nothing without a smart friend. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's really just like Love Conquers All, but that's fine. <laughs> you, are you guys all in agreement that it should have been Hermione and Harry, not Hermione and Ron? That's too, like, I kind of fuck with it. Basic, like, I'm not right? mad, though. I don't know. It is just, too basic. They, they tease it the entire book, and then Ron comes out of the blue. I mean, maybe later in like a post-cursed child world, they like have an affair, like oh. an extramarital affair, Ooh. and those bricks are lit. Want to get in some real drama, some serious storytelling? They're split the families. I'm kind of into that. <laughs> Not mad. Too bad we'll never see it. 
No. It's probably for the better. Probably. She started Man, sending this... her fan letters. <laughs> Make this happen. Some really shitty fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> this this podcast took several turns. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time we should stop. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I'm sorry that you listened to this shit show. If you listen to this shit show, um, stay tuned for more regular content. You know, probably another day this week or... I don't know, this is probably going on a Wednesday. You probably just listened to another episode that Jackson and I just recorded. Well, we didn't, but in real time we didn't. But you listened to it two days ago, because this is the magic of editing. And, you know, that's that, this is the order I'm going to release them in. So, like, subscribe, all that shit. Watch Terminator. Watch the Terminator. And, well. Watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If, I Hopefully they already watched it. Yeah, otherwise. We'll just put, we'll title the, we'll title the uh, episode Spoiler Talk. Terminator Once Upon a Time in Hollywood slash we'll workshop the title that's not what no <laughs> maybe the time travel paradox in Terminator creates the events of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood whoa fuck <laughs> <laughs> now it's all tied together yeah there anyways on that note uh goodbye yes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>